These are the next 200x crypto projects. If you missed out on Ethereum or Solana, these are the cryptos for you. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be discussing five crypto projects that could potentially do a 200x. These are solid projects. These are projects that you may not have heard of, but they're in a position where they've been accumulating or, you know, kind of just stretched out where we're going to see a massive pump coming at some point. They've been developing, they've been growing, and you need to hear these and yeah. put them on your on your radar. 100%. So the good thing about these projects and why they're so important to discuss today is because they never pumped during the last bull run, right? So a lot of the projects that we talk about or other people talk about across social media, they've already seen their pumps. They've already done 5,000%, 25,000%. And sure, they're great projects. But what we found today is five projects that have amazing technology, great partners, and haven't pumped yet. And for me, that is a winning recipe. So they've all ICO'd or IDO'd. They've all come out. And you know, when you look at some of the projects, you look at Ethereum and it's up 25,000%, Solana up 40,000% from its original date of launch. These ones are actually trading below where below their ICO or IDO launch. Yeah. So they're actually in the negatives right now. The accumulation zone. And some of the ones we're going to talk about, you know, we, I think we have one or two layer ones on our list. But the reason that they're... If you, okay, so if you look at Ethereum's chart, you know, hopefully we can put that up for editing purposes. You can look for the first like four or five years. It just traded at this, like just along this line for, mm. for ages. And that's because Ethereum was building, you know, they're rewarding their validators. They're scaling the network. That's what some of these projects are doing when we talk about some of these layer ones today. So these are long, long-term holds, but when you listen to this episode and you figure out what they're doing and why it's different than the current projects out there, I think you're going to agree with us that these could see a 200x or more. So let's jump right into it. Number one, let's talk about Casper. Mm. Casper Network. It's a project that we've been talking about privately for a while now. Haven't done a ton of coverage on our channels, but um, I think I think it deserves to be brought up to the masses, right? So this is a, a layer one. And if if it reaches Solana's market cap, you're looking at an 82x. That's a lot of freaking money if you put even $100 in. You're looking at some serious gains. Yep. The reason layer ones are so important is this is where institutions are going to be growing. This is where they're going to be developing their dApps. This is when regulation is passed. This is where they're all going to come into. What I like about Casper is the fact that they've claimed to have solved the scalability trilemma. They are secure. They're decentralized and they're private. But there's also something else that you mentioned uh, before we started this podcast and that's the pro- programmability of their smart contracts even after they've been launched, right? So the ability to upgrade your smart contracts or fix the bugs or add features after the smart contracts have been deployed is something that the crypto industry has never seen, right? So for example, if on Ethereum, if you're building a dApp and you deploy it, smart contracts are out there, 
but there's a problem with it or a vulnerability, well, you have to rewrite the entire program. You can't just fix it on the go. But with Casper Network, you can rewrite on the go, just like you can with normal websites, you know, Web2 stuff. And that's huge for enterprise because when you have, you know, millions or billions of dollars flowing through your application, you can't have a problem that requires the entire thing to go down and be rebuilt and then launched. You want to fix it on the go. So that for me, like right when I learned about that, I'm like, man, Casper Network is onto something special. They're future-proof. Like they're ensuring that whatever is changing down the, down the line, because obviously the technology is changing so frequently and hence why, you know, Ethereum is trying to get to 2.0, scalability, and, you know, you got quant coming in for interoperability. You have these guys set, sell, setting themselves up for success due to these future-proof, you know, pro- programs that they can do. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. And so they just joined the IBM Partner Program so right away, they're ticking boxes and working with some of the biggest tech companies in the world. Um, you know, we always look for that kind of stuff. And the, the privacy thing that you, that you touched on is big. And if you watch that other episode that we did where we said private blockchains and all that kind of stuff is going to be a huge trend moving forward, I truly believe that because when you have big enterprises that are going to be building their financial, government, healthcare you know, apps on blockchains, they can't be public. So these layer ones like Casper who are specifically building for enterprise adoption when they have that privacy option and then also have the upgradable smart contracts. They're taking a lot of boxes for me. Predictable gas fees. That's what these institutions are going to want. That's what they're the people who are using these dApps are going to want. They don't want to be guessing, you know, how much they're going to be paying each time. Former look to the team, former executives from Google, Microsoft and Adobe. You know, it's just one of those projects. The city at uh, 149th currently, uh, fully diluted market cap of 400 mil. Uh, current, nothing. Current market cap 190. It's it's a project that nobody really talks about. No but one. They have some really again and a very strong community as well. Yep. Um, really interesting things going on behind the scenes. And when you when you dig dig a little deeper, this is one that has to be on your watch list. Yeah. Put Casper on your watch list, and I I guarantee you, a lot of you had never heard about it before. So. Keep Casper on your watch list. All right, what do you got next? Let's go into another one here. I think it's going to be the future of decentralized social media. Uh, this one's a little bit different from, you know, so with Casper, they can still they have an a- inflationary aspect where um, 8% more tokens are going to be released every year. With this one, when we talk about tokenomics, we're looking at a project that's already released all their tokens. They're all in circulation. And there's only 10 million, 10.5 million of them available or 10.8 million available. Big supply, low supply. I like it. It's like, that's pretty crazy. Yep. Right now, they have 200 different decentralized apps built on this platform. And day by day, when you talk about, you know, where we're at currently in a crypto bear market, if you will, this is a place where people are consistently building. Yeah, you love to see that, right? So we're talking about DSO, decentralized social. And this whole decentralized social trend has been really heating up lately because of the whole Elon Musk, Jack Dorsey, that whole Twitter saga, right? And we actually covered this topic in another episode. If you're a fan of the show, you've probably already seen it. But it bears mentioning again because this project, as you said, they're building, right? 200 apps. We've even used some of their apps before. The Diamond app, which is like the decentralized Twitter. They've got really cool things. And then when you look at who's behind them, right? Coinbase Ventures, Winklevoss Cap, Sequoia Cap. Huge partners, big money behind them, already building with a, in, within a sector that hasn't pumped yet. Love it. I think, too, when I, I look at, you know, the Winklevoss twins getting kind of fucked by uh, Zuckerberg, 
I see this as like their opportunity to to get back. You know, they're already using some of these platforms too that you can find them on on the Diamond app and all that. Um, a really cool feature that I really like on this platform because I was trying, you know, so I I downloaded the Diamond app and I was doing some some tweets on it, you know, the form of a tweet. But then there's some other apps like the Dow Dow just launched. Um, you know, they got Entra for Web three positions. And I'm like, okay, if I do a post on this one, how does it go to the other? So because your profile is on chain, you can do a post on one app and it automatically will be sent out to the other ones. Yeah, I love that. And because it's post to earn, which, you know, might be the next hot sector, we'll find out. You you can get paid for every post. So people tip you versus giving you likes. Right. So imagine there's 200 apps on the, on the ecosystem. You post to one, it doesn't really have too much traction. It gets posted to another. All of a sudden, you make a few bucks. I think one of our tweets, you know, we, a couple hundred bucks, right? Yeah, we jumped on the platform a few weeks ago, and, you know, we were kind of firing at a bunch of our opinions, similar to what we do on Twitter. And, you know, we earned, I don't know, 500 bucks in the DSO token within a few weeks. Yeah. That's a game changer. I never, you always hear about these things, and yeah, post earns great, or view to earn, whatever it is. But when you actually experience it, and you do what you're already doing on a centralized platform, and you see the tokens come into your wallet, that's the light bulb moment where you're like, wow, this really could be the future. I know poaching users from social media apps to other ones is going to be very hard. So it is a long-term game. But when you're talking about a project that hasn't pumped, DSO is it, right? Yeah, that's not... And they, they do have a huge treasury as well. I think they have like a $200 million treasury. Um, they're going to start deploying as well. I think you're going to start to see a little bit more marketing. I think you're really going to see this ecosystem grow and develop at an exponential rate. And it's one of those projects where it launched at a high price like most IDOs do. And it's just come down. It launched around $185 a token. It's down to 11 Yeah. So this thing could do major damage in the next bull run or even after this bear market because it's in that decentralized social sector, which we think is going to pump. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to another project that we've really started to you know catch on to lately, started to do deep dives into it. And you're going to be seeing it on our channels more because I know we both are starting to really love this project, Mina Protocol. Mm. So it's the world's lightest blockchain. And what that means is their entire blockchain for data hosting purposes is 22 kilobytes. Now, if you're not technical, you might not know what that means, but I'll compare it to other blockchains, which are 300 gigabytes and expanding. So, you know, 22 kilobytes is basically like a Word document and it's a fixed size. So right away, it's the most environmentally friendly blockchain. It's very cheap and light and agile because it really is, it's, it uses different technology that allows it to, to stay so, so light. Mm. And what I, what I really like about this uh, technology, they use something called uh, ZK Proofs Tech. And it's, so let's say, right, let's say you want to obtain a loan, right? Normally you have to like share your personal identity. You need to go into the bank. They, 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 they do a deep dive into all your finances and they can see everything, right? But with this, rather than actually seeing, and this is what, this is how ZK proof, rather than actually seeing the detailed information, they just receive the proof of the information, right? If you're trying to obtain a loan, you know, they, they don't have to look at your actual credit. They can just see that you got a, a proof of the credit score. Yeah. Proof of data, right? Proof of data. Yeah. I love that concept. And it, it, it goes towards these trends that we're always talking about. You know, there's certain sectors of crypto that we think are going to pump moving forward. And for this one, Mina is private, secure, all that kind of stuff. So whether you're getting a car loan or a mortgage or, you know, healthcare, applying for whatever, like a search, all this kind of stuff, 
You don't want to be sharing that information because it's vulnerable information. But if you have the proof of the data that you can share in terms of a score or whatever it is, well, that's a game changer right there. So not only does Mina Protocol have the proof of data thing going for them, they're also an Oracle. So it's kind of like Chainlink. So Chainlink provides data from Web 2 onto Web 3. But Mina does it in a different way. And it does it so that it doesn't actually need to interact. It's so it privately interacts with any website and it verifies the real world data for it to be used on chain. So developers can use real world data with Mina in a way they can't with Chainlink. So it's kind of, not only is it a layer one, but it's an Oracle as well. And there's not a lot of projects that are doing that. No, and it's also super secure. Um, the more, you know, the more I was digging into it, every participant on the network is a full node. So because this is so light, so other blockchains, they become so heavy, right? So what ends up happening with Mina, there's no reliance on intermediaries to run nodes. And when you have to rely on intermediaries, this is when the hacks occur. So if everybody's their own full node and because they're so light, the hacks don't occur. So you have them being a layer one, you have the Oracle and you have them with the ZK proofs in addition to the security. There's a lot of, you know, little ticks. Yeah. These guys are and you know, it's a, one of their first killer apps that I could see coming out that, you know, people actually come onto it, you know, regular users, whether it be an NFT trader, whatever they actually use their private universal login. So, you know, with, you know, web two, you need your password, different passwords, different usernames, emails, whatever it is. But Mina is building a universal login, kind of like MetaMask works within the crypto system. But Mina would have that same thing across the internet. So you have one Mina login through their protocol and you can access all websites. And because it's interoperable, all the chains that eventually work with Mina, you can access all these decentralized websites with one login, kind of like right. MetaMask, yeah. but through Mina for everything. Right. So it's, it's one thing that you look for, what are consumer, what are people actually using on the blockchain? This private universal login could be one of the first things that people are like, oh, Mina is actually really cool. Yeah. So right now it's number 88 ranked. Uh, about 60% of to tokens are already in circulation for a, a project that only really launched about a year ago. So it's our, the tokens are getting out there. It's going to get towards that, you know, full circulation mode soon. 800 million market cap. This thing could be a top, top 20, top 30 project for me. Definitely. I mean, it is, again, an inflationary token. Uh, so they're currently at around 12% release per year, but they're getting that down to 7%. But again, they're incentivizing high levels of staking to increase the decentralization of the platform. So they offer like staking at 12% APY and they have a super supercharged staking at like 24%. I like it. So it's just trying to grow the network again, right? Like we go back to what Ethereum and Solana has done and you look at how long they kind of just traveled along at that really low price. They're just growing up the networks. Give it some time. These ones can pop. Yep. Put me on your watch list as a layer one blockchain that could do some massive damage when the market heats up again. Absolutely. So this is another one. I know you've been pretty... Uh, You've been on this one. You put in the Discord. You've done a couple of tweets about it. And this is part of the Polkadot eco ecosystem. Looking at something like Moonbeam. Yeah. Moonbeam. Really, really freaking interesting project here. It's, it's pretty cool. So I feel like, you know, going just back to Polkadot for a second, I feel like Polkadot, no one talks about Polkadot anymore. You know what I mean? It's a top, <laughs> it's a top 15 project, top 10 project sometimes. No one's talking about Polkadot. Everyone's talking about BNB, Solana, Ethereum, and for good reason. But everyone's sleeping on Polkadot. And the reason I like Moonbeam so much is because it's it's bringing smart contracts. It will be the smart contract platform for Polkadot. The great thing about this is what, so basically what they're doing is, what they're doing is they're, uh, they're caught, it allows Ethereum developers to 
easily transition their apps into Polkadot or other blockchains. So you're, let's say you're creating a, you know, a new DAP on Ethereum, right? You spent all that work creating it, but you want to be interoperable with Cosmos, with Atom, with, you know, Polkadot, et cetera. You don't want to go back and recode that entire thing, that entire DAP they just built. Cause it, it's going to, it's going to take away from the usability. It's going to take away your, 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 your team's effort and time. With Moonbeam, you can literally just copy and paste it onto other platforms. That's a killer app right there. So Polkadot is, you know, building itself as the interop- interoperable blockchain. You know, we've, we've discussed Polkadot on this, on this show many other times. They're building different blockchains within the Polkadot ecosystem. It is by nature interoperable. And Moonbeam basically provides the keys to that system for Ethereum or other blockchains. So Polkadot, you know, because of the fact that they haven't had this in their, in their system, it's kind of been a little bit closed off. But Moonbeam is going to enable a whole bunch of these things. You know, then you can integrate it with things like MetaMask or Chainlink through Ethereum and other blockchains can get it access to all of the different parachains in Polkadot. So it's kind of like the gatekeeper, the keys to the Polkadot ecosystem. And the one thing is it kind of just launched, right? So only 25, 30% of tokens are in circulation. 1.2 billion fully diluted market cap sitting right around that 100 mark. Um you just don't see a lot of hype around Moonbeam. You know, I talk about it quite a bit. It moves, but it's it's one of those charts where, you know, it launched up at $15 a token. Now it's down around a dollar, a buck 20 a token. Yeah. So it's one of those big, huge dumps. And those are the projects we're looking for today. We're looking for the projects that didn't pump at all this bull run, but have massive potential. And yeah. that's Moonbeam. And they're already being used by SushiSwap, Balancer, Ocean, some really big names, and they only just launched, right? So I think we're going to see a lot more from Moonbeam Moving forward. Future's bright from Moonbeam. All right, let's move on to number five. Now, this one is, is one that we really haven't talked about a lot. And I'm not sure if I like it as much as the rest of these projects, but it bears mentioning because according to them, <laughs> if you believe the stats that yeah. they have, the potential for thing, this thing is unlimited, and that is the internet computer, ICP. So this one is a, the market cap's a bit higher. You know, they're sitting at a $1.9 billion market cap, $4 billion fully diluted. Number 37. So this project is a little bit higher up on the list than, you know, some of the other projects that we talked about that are, you know, in the 100 to 200 region. Yep. Uh, but again, it has one of those charts where I start, what did I, IDO at like 150, 450? Yeah. And it went, now it's trading on around $8. It's like down so, at 90, whatever yeah. percent. This, this project aims to be everything Web3. You yep. know, it, it's aiming to be the world computer. So it's, uh, it's created by the Definity Foundation. Yep. It's called Internet Computer. They aim to be the world computer. They're going to host everything Web3. That's DeFi, NFT, uh, metaverses, you name it. That's what they're attempting to be. So the Definity Foundation is a Swiss-based not-for-profit, which employs the largest R&D team across blockchain. They've got a lot of people working for them. They claim, you go on the website, it says the fastest and most scalable general purpose blockchain. 11,500 transactions per second, which even blows Solana way out of the water. Solana's 3,000. Instant transaction finality, one second, which no blockchain really has achieved yet. For hosting data on the blockchain, for anyone that wants to host, you know, a, a DAP or a server, whatever, 100,000 times lower data storage than Solana and all the other blockchains. So it's claiming to be the fastest, cheapest, most scalable, infinite everything blockchain. <laughs> and I mean, a lot, of, a lot of blockchains, you go onto the websites and they always say they're the best. You take it with a grain of salt. 
But the fact that they've dumped that hard and they still have that big of a market cap and they have this massive, amazing team behind them with, I don't know, there's 50 PhD doctors on there. You can't count them out. The market cap is a little high for me for right now, but it's still down 95% and it's... When you factor in how big Web3, how how big Web3 is going to be, how big DeFi is going to be, you know, all the different metaverses that are coming out, um, just how the world is transitioning to that. At one point, sorry, a $2 billion market cap in the grand scheme of things, it's quite small yeah. for what they're hoping to achieve. So I don't know if this goes from $8 back up to $450 when they're done developing their, their ecosystem yeah. and, and developing it. You know, we talk about projects like Quant on here. We talk about like Polygon. You know, it's funny that those projects only have like 100,000 followers on the Twitter. These guys have like well over a million or two. Yeah, there's huge hype around them because you know they haven't done anything yet. Yeah, they haven't done anything. They, they claim that they can't even be shut down too so here's one of the big differentiators of icp compared to all other blockchains in layer one specifically their technology eliminates the need for people to own any tokens to use the dApps. right right so like if you have metamask and you want to you need ethereum to use it if you have phantom you need solana blah 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 blah. you don't need the token they, their black blockchain has a, a new technology where you don't need to own the token to use it which eliminates that barrier to entry right so what's the utility then of what would what would cause the ICP token to go up in well, price? Well, I would assume it would have other utility in right. terms of, you know, sending things across the network. Mm. But in terms of, I like that because it's that barrier to entry for your normal person who's never used crypto. Oh, I can't use this uh, ICP NFT marketplace. I don't own any ICP. But you don't need any. So like yeah. there, there's that barrier to entry. You know, we want billions of people using crypto, right? So if you eliminate that one, you know, mm-hmm. we always talk about it. It's an extra click. Yeah. Well, they've eliminated a click. So if that works, could be a game changer. So as you said, it's a much higher market cap, not quite as sold on it as the other four that we talked about today. But if you're looking for a project that hasn't pumped, it just dumped and it looks like it has really cool tech, ICP is the one. There's a lot of potential there. And, you know, I'm getting into Ethereum at such a early time, like 2016. You wait, Like how much the space changes, how much the sector, the crypto, the technology changes, you know, we're now five or six years later so much can change in the next five or six years you know we're looking at this thing at like eight dollars now it could be two three four hundred dollars if if and when they bring it all together that's right right so so if you think about these five projects they have great technology great teams huge huge potential if they sound interesting to you make sure to like this video and subscribe because we're probably going to be giving a lot more updates about these projects as they move on and bring out cool things absolutely and make sure you guys tune into the next episode that one's going to be a banger All views expressed by speakers on the Beanpod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Beanpod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.